This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Maria Desmondi, and I am a publisher at Cardinal Rule Press. We are located in Metro Detroit, and we are a children's publishing company. We have a large following of readers and writers and aspiring writers. And so we put together series like this every so often. This summer, we interviewed librarians and booksellers just to connect our community with people who are in the book industry. So without further ado, you are here on, I think, week three or four of the agent interview series. And we have Alyssa and Jeanette. I, I don't think that's how you say your last name, is it? Oh, that's right, Jeanette. Okay, I didn't double check with you. And she is from where? Stone Song, Stone Song. And we are excited to have you today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. Let's begin, because I try to keep these short because we know people don't have a ton of time. Let's begin hearing about your journey into becoming a literary agent. Sure. Uh, I very much snuck in the back door. I did not set out as a young adult to be an agent. I, uh, my, actually, my degree is in illustration from the Maryland Institute College of Art. So I came in thinking, okay, I'm going to be a working illustrator. Um, which is a really challenging job. And I'm lucky to work with working illustrators now. Uh, and I'm grateful that I had that experience to be able to you know, translate that, especially in the publishing world. But I kind of came out of my degree, um, which I loved and I'm very glad I did it. But then I got engaged right away to my wonderful husband. Um, and that, that career kind of went on the back burner. And also at this time it was 2010. So we were like in deep recession. Um, I had moved from Pennsylvania to New Jersey was waiting tables in a diner like a good New Jersey girl would and um, I kind of that went by the wayside while we planned our wedding um, and then moving towards the wedding I interned with some brands both in lifestyle and in fashion and was kind of thinking oh well maybe I'll go into magazines because that was something I had considered for a time and uh, a couple people in the course of my internships, both friends and supervisors were like, well, maybe you should look into book publishing. I feel like that would be something that might fit your personality. Um, and then one of my dear friends, uh, Brandon Huang uh, said, hey, I have this manuscript. I would really appreciate your eyes on it because I trust you. And at that time I was working in a fashion showroom and had a ton of free time. So <laughs> <laughs> I printed his manuscript, read it, made a lot of notes, returned it to him. And he was like, oh, you know, all the notes that you made are really similar to notes that agents gave me on the same project. So maybe you should think about doing that as your job. And I really didn't know anything about it. And it took yet another book and another round of reading with him before I kind of really started listening. Um, and from there, sort of serendipitously, my friend Emily, who's in my book club with me, was like, you know, I'm going to start looking for some literary agency internships. And I was like, me too. Like... <laughs> Sure, because, you know, I thought, well, maybe this is like not a sign necessarily, but like maybe this is something I should be looking more into. I was very, very lucky to uh, score an internship pretty fast by basically cold emailing a bunch of people I didn't know better not to cold email. Uh, and <laughs> I know. That might be my favorite comment so far. <laughs> um, Oopsies. Oopsies. Yeah. I mean, everyone was very gracious and completely sweet like I'm sure that they get much much I mean especially knowing what I know now as an agent they get much stranger emails so um, I ended up working with Jessica Sinsheimer at the Sarah Jane Fryman Literary Agency for a year 
which was amazing because Jessica is, herself is just a great visionary publishing professional, great at connecting people. She, at that time, she was creating um, the uh, manuscript wish list hashtag, which has now grown into a pretty amazing program uh, called Manuscript Academy that is a resource for uh, authors um, on every level to get some sort of targeted feedback from actual working publishing professionals. It's amazing. I've been a part of it now for, oh my gosh, probably four years. That's awesome. I'll, I'll make sure that we share that out. That's really great. Yes, please. It's a really, really amazing, like ongoing online conference that I think I, I mean, I've heard nothing but really great feedback from the people who have participated, and it's always really nice to be able to talk to authors one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so from my internship, I, you know, applied to a bunch of places that were looking for assistance, uh, or in the case of Stonesong, they were expanding at that point and were looking for agents, and I knew at that, I knew I was not really qualified to be a full agent yet, because I had just interned, right, like for a year, and that's like, I knew what, that I wanted to carry on doing this work, but I still had and still have a lot to learn. Well, and what's an the, the, what is the natural next step from interning? It's like associate agent, correct? Or junior? Well, typically, I mean, it depends, but typically um, you would just, you would assist. You would assist another agent, read over their shoulder, learn the ropes. I mean, it's very much an intern, um, an apprenticeship job, uh, which is something I really like about it uh, because, you know, passing on that knowledge in an organic way as, you know, publishing develops quickly and slowly at the same time. So like you need to be very nimble and you need to be able to like just catch on very quickly. Yeah. Um, so that I, and I was grateful and lucky to have great mentors who both were willing to let me do what I needed to do and also were incredibly supportive of me in coming into this, especially since I came in late, like I, I was, you know, 25, but that's, you know, there are people who have been studying to do this since they were 18 years old. Yeah, it's so, interesting though, because your journey, Oprah calls it, um, she said, calls them whispers. And it sounds like you had a lot of little whispers, kind of like, okay, yeah. I'm now I'm going to, I'm illustration field and the fashion field. And so you knew design was something that you wanted to go into. And there's design is a huge part of publishing. So carry on. I love yeah. how the, the, it all transpired. Yes, it definitely, it's funny to look back on because of course, you know, it all seems to fit together so neatly. And even though at the time it was very, you know, scary <laughs> to like try something new, very different than I studied. Um, but uh, I was, I applied to Stonesong when they were expanding. Uh, they were like, well, we have an assistant job that's opening up because which might be a better fit for you than being a full-time agent, which was absolutely correct. Uh, I interviewed for that job. They gave that job to their then intern, which was amazing because her name, Madeline Burt, uh, she's like one of my favorite people in the office and I love working with her and she does a fantastic job. And lucky for me, they liked me during the interview and liked my design background and Stonesong also has a production and packaging arm. So they said, hey, we'd love to have you come on and help us out a little bit on that side and start building your list as an agent whenever you're ready. And that was like an incredible amount of trust uh, and, and generosity. And uh, it was a really great fit for me. Even, the, even in the interview going in through Stonesong, I talked to like four people. It was basically a big group interview uh, with everyone there. And I, I came out of that interview like, oh, that's what that's supposed to feel like. 
like that that's what like the vibe was just very very that good connection and what what was this like 2015-ish or is that where we're at yes yeah I've just I I joined in yeah 2015 it must have okay. been or maybe 20 was it 2016 because I think I just celebrated yeah 2015 because I just celebrated okay. five years in May something that I found um I really was intrigued by in your bio was the fact that you spent a lot of time in the editorial aspect with your clients. So can we dig a little bit into that? Well, there's two reasons for that. And one is because I really enjoy it. Um, editing is something that I've generally speaking have always had a pretty natural inclination for that has only developed as I've been working with different authors on very, very different kinds of books and obviously watching my colleagues do what they do very well. Um, but also because when, especially when you're a new agent, um, it, and this kind of goes hand in hand with both being a new agent and with sort of the way that the editorial side of publishing in-house has shifted over time. Um, generally speaking, books that are more ready to go uh, editorially are going to get picked up a little more quickly because there is a burden on editors to acquire a certain amount of books and there's only so much time uh, to edit those books. So it's stuff that's a little bit further along that needs a little bit less hands-on editing is more desirable. Um, and on top of that, in terms of proving yourself as a new agent, you want to send editors stuff that is in really great shape so they trust your taste. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now it, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So um, that, and I mean, for me personally, and this is something that I'm learning to, you know, obviously balance a little bit more. Like I'm someone who does enjoy the editorial process, but also, I mean, I want to spend the, all the time that I, that is required on a book that I love, but I also want to leave room for the editor because they're going to have a vision too, I hope. Um, but it's kind of hard to strike that balance of like, okay, well, will they have time to put in the work that this, that every book needs and pretty much no matter how far along it is. Um, and that's just kind of the gamble that you take because this entire process is a gamble <laughs> and very risky all the time. So I, I love that. I think this is really important for writers listening because as much as I, and I am always preaching to the choir, like you must have your book looked at by a professional before you're submitting to agents and publishers. But I think it's hard for authors to wrap their brain around the fact that, okay, you may have had it looked at by a critique group and by an editor. Mm -hmm. And then by an agent who is going to edit. And then once you sign a deal, you're editing again. Yes, it is very possible. And it doesn't mean your work is, you know, unworthy, but it's just where it needs to be to be in shape to be published. Um, so right. tell me, I just want to, I'm curious about your, um, what would you call it? Like your routine as an agent. Are you every day reading submissions or do you take a week? <laughs> um, that is, oh man, that is a great question. And it's actually, it's, it is an ongoing challenge to, to balance all of the tasks required of being an agent. And that's one of the reasons I'm close to queries right now, which I feel so sad because so many people ask me virtually every day, when are you reopening to queries? And I want, I want to read your work. I want to read everybody's work. However, I've already made a commitment to the clients that I've signed. And that's really where the priority is for me in terms of my routine. Okay, so, when so I get is, there up, some, is there some sort of a quota, like I, for yourself or for Stonesong or for, you know, agencies that say you can, one agent can only take on 10 clients a year, or how do you know when to cut the line? 
That is a really, really great question. And it's kind of something that has come up in, I would, I would say like in the last six months, like I've heard agents talking about this publicly and privately, um, because I think that this depends a lot on your mentorship and where you are in your career. Because for me, when I started out agenting, um, I mean, I joined Stonesong in May. I didn't sign my first client until October because I was, and they were like, you know, whenever you're ready, like go for it. But I was like, oh, I still have so much that I need to do and learn and figure out before I feel confident representing another person's career. And even when I signed, ironically, the first person to become my client is Brandon Huang, who was the one who told me I should be an agent in the first place. Oh. We just announced his debut YA deal, which I'm very, very excited about. He's a wonderful guy. Go follow him on Twitter. He's great. Um, <laughs> uh, so when I signed Brandon, we started working on his book. I submitted that, like his, the first book that we went out with for him, submitted that, you know, gosh, I want to say four months, four or five months later, because we were working on it together. It was my first time working on a book really in any like real way. Um, and I don't even think I signed my second client until maybe almost a year later, because it was so, it's so important to me to learn how to do what I'm doing. And to, because, you know, that these people's careers and the longevity of their careers are on my shoulders and I hate letting people down at the best of times. Um, but it's very important to me to be someone that my clients can trust mm. and to be someone who, you know, isn't taking on too much because I'm getting cocky or because like, honestly, almost every um, agent that I spoke to in the course of getting into this job was like, don't, don't take on too much too fast. Mm. Like that's their biggest regret. Sorry, we're having a siren coming through. Let me well, I wasn't sure if it was you or me. because <laughs> It could be us too, so. Um, no, I think that's really smart. And, uh, you know, we've actually, we've had people in the industry say to us, why aren't you publishing more books per year? And it's because we take time with our authors and we yeah. educate them on marketing and we spend time we put 150% into the releases of our books and we just don't have the bandwidth to do more right now. And I think slow and steady wins the race. Mm -hmm. But um, so I, for writers, I'm listening to the timeline. And would you say on average, um, you're working with your authors, maybe like, I think you said four months. Is that an average amount of time of working on editing before you're starting to shop their deals or? It really depends. It depends on the book because also there's a difference between somebody who has submitted something to me in the slush because that's going to be generally speaking more ready than a client who comes to me with a second draft and wants my input and then we're moving through that which generally takes more time just because yeah. it's a long, it's a longer process. Before you submit to an agent, you could have years to perfect this manuscript and that means our turnaround may be a lot shorter it could be a couple of weeks okay um, so there's really it's really hard weird. to say an average it's hard to say an average um but going back a little bit if you don't mind to what you were oh, saying yeah. before about my routine um yes yes for me like if we're talking about like a typical day which is like obviously a challenging thing to define at any time but like if i get up and look at emails immediately I'm prioritizing stuff that has to do with not only my clients, but with deals that have been signed uh, or deals that are in process. Uh, and then from there, it'll be client, like client submissions that we're working on together. Um, 
and you know maybe there's somebody that I'm talking to who I like their book and I'm going to make an offer and that would kind of be after that and like so as you can tell submissions that I haven't yet even if I've requested them if I haven't yet signed or read those submissions those tend to be a lot further down on the list which is why I've closed to queries because I still have plenty of submissions that I've requested and haven't gotten to um but I want to get to those people because I like having my cue and trying to prioritize that as best there's a sense of integrity that you're putting out that you are going to take so I appreciate that um, for me, I, I don't want to run out of time, but I would love to talk about your um, how you're utilizing your design background in your current position. As an agent. I would love to talk about that. That is one of my favorite elements of my CV and how it translates into being an agent. Because the cool thing about art school is that you spend four solid years in critique with your classmates face to face. So you are required to learn how to gracefully give and receive critique. And that is something that I, I think is really challenging for a lot of people at any time, very understandably, but that is such an essential skill to not only be able to give and receive critique gracefully, but to be able to um, quickly uh, and incisively just process a piece of work in front of you uh, and communicate effectively <laughs> in a relatively short period of time. Not everybody in this industry is great at it and that's fine. Yeah. It's a skill that you develop. Um, but that's something that I really, that's really important to me. Um, and actually being a part of Manuscript Academy has really been helpful to me in that regard because you know, you're only meeting with people for 10 or 15 minutes and you may have gotten that, that query or whatever in front of you 10 minutes ago and you have to be able to read it and assess what's working and what's not working in order to deliver that to them. And remember um, that this is a lot of these people's baby. Exactly. Right? And exactly. Um, to keep that in mind. So that's awesome. Oh, I, I never would have thought that that would have been your answer to my question. And it makes a lot of sense. It was, it, tell you what, that has really been the most useful thing that I've taken away. And not only that, but I was very lucky because Micah, uh, part of their curriculum in the, in the illustration department, which is what I was in, um, is in, especially in thesis year, they walk you through an illustration contract and a lot of other art, most other art schools don't do that. So I kind of had come in already with like a relative comfort with the idea of negotiating for myself, but especially for my clients, like you understand that, you know, there's you like, you don't just accept the first offer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like not they're not always trying to screw you but some sometimes they are <laughs> so you have to be aware of what you know and this is the important part of signing with an agent like they're gonna just know things that you don't and that's yeah. nothing you're doing wrong it's just it's their a, job a yeah. yeah um so wait we need to go back real quick the illustrator contract what did you say right before that like one more thing that i wanted to ask you um, um about critique or assessment yeah. oh this or is what I, I just wanted to comment that the writers listening um a lot of like uh, the scbwi which is in the children's book industry their workshops and their conferences offer different programs where you can get in front of an agent and it's in 10 to 15 minutes and I've heard writers say to me, I don't know, because, you know, sometimes it's paid, sometimes it's a lottery. It just doesn't seem like a lot of time. Like, how can they really give me good feedback in 10 to 15 minutes? 
And listening to this, I just want to reiterate the importance of it. Like this is your job and to have the ability to get 15, 10 to 15 minutes from someone who does this every day and who has clients who go on to have, you know, bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers, USA Today, it's worth it. So definitely get yourself in front of an agent. It is 10 and 15 minutes is a lot of time, believe it or not. I mean, it is and it isn't because obviously there are times where I've been at conferences and had 10 minutes with someone and you're like, there's not a lot I can say to you because this isn't working for me. Like this just isn't clicking for me. It's not happening. But then there are times I'll see something and I have, I know exactly what's up so I can convey that to them and ask them questions and talk them through what I think. And then suddenly we're at 20 minutes instead of 15. So it really depends. Uh, and it also obviously varies agent to agent. Yeah. Ina has a question and then we'll wrap it up um, after that. And I can add to it and see what you have to add to it as well. What kind and how many editors or critiques should you put your manuscript through before submitting to an agent? Um, I did mention a critique group. So I think peers is a really good place to start. Um, and I did mention a professional editor as well. We have a handful of professional editors we always put our stuff in front of and then what would you say I don't I think it's hard to say how many don't you agree yeah it's very challenging because I've, everyone is different I I will say I think that it is incredibly valuable to build yourself a community of writers even if it's small that's okay if you have a small critique group if you have a, a just like a critique partner that's okay as long as it is someone you trust who will give you the difficult feedback that's hard to hear honestly and effectively without tearing you down. And I also would say, because this is something I've had to talk to people about, the, your, let's say you do get signed to an agent, your agent should never ever see a first draft because it is our job to, I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, we're very, we're, some of us are very editorial and that's a part of the gig, but we are not your editor mm -hmm. and we need to sell the project. And that means it needs to be in sellable condition and we can't I mean, obviously we can answer your questions and we can help you and we can shepherd that but you need to like put in that at least a good three rounds of work before before we see it just purely to keep everybody sane and to keep things moving <laughs> for all of my clients uh that is just the right way to go i I'm, think I'm that's say. a good place to wrap it up so basically in a nutshell you shouldn't be just showing it to your mom and then calling it a day Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> Family are wonderful and they're great for support, but you also, you know, you need people who are also going to be constructive. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I really Thank appreciate you. it, Alyssa. Cardinal Rule Press offers a variety of support to authors, booksellers, librarians, and families. Find out more at cardinalrulepress.com.